Welcome into another edition of the Jaguars Reporters Podcast. J.P. Shatner, Kai Stevens, Brian Sexton, John Osier putting to bed a 23-7 loss to the Baltimore Ravens on Sunday night football. A lot coming out of that game, but obviously the number one priority is the quarterback, play of the quarterback, and the health of the quarterback. And, and John, we'll start right there. The, the play of the quarterback wasn't great. The execution uh, lacking right around the goal line before halftime, decision-making, he lost two fumbles, and then he, in the second half gets hit a couple times, and he comes out of the game in concussion protocol. Yeah, it's funny. I think it all, two fumbles, everything you said before concussion protocol, which is a different issue, it all comes down to decision-making. And it's not that we've seen that he has the capability to be one of the better players in the league. We've seen he has the talent, all that stuff, the guts, the moxie. Um, but he fumbled twice last night that cost them, depending on how, the math, Ten points. six. Well, yeah, it, um, whatever the number, it was a close game. And then at the end, these decisions were probably 13 points when you take the last play. Maybe they don't get the touchdown last play of the half, but bare minimum nine. Well, this is a seven-point league. So uh, that stuff, I always get questions. When are we going to talk about his uh, ball security issue? Well, we talk about it all the time, but – third year late third year this doesn't make him not the guy but that can't continue to happen you know you went into a game against the best pass rushing team in football and your offensive line which is beat up did pretty good until the middle of the fourth quarter when things were out of control uh you ran the ball okay and your defense kept you in the ball game everything you needed to do to compete with the best team in the afc and two costly mistakes egregious errors i wrote uh in the red zone killed you so I think we know what the next step is for Trevor, right? We talked about him making a big step forward in the offseason. It's football awareness. It's, he's such a smart guy that you think, well, he's smart enough. He's, he, no. The situational awareness of 3rd of and 17, and you're scrambling out of the pocket, and you're, there's no chance you're going to get a first down. Protect the ball. Get the points. At that point, you tie the game at 3. Situational awareness. You got the ball first and goal at the 5, 12 seconds. You spike it or throw it out of the back of the end. You got to get three. You've got to get points. And so the situational awareness, the overall feel of the game is his next step. And if you're adding up points, Kai, they returned that fumble 21 yards, gave them momentum yeah. to get the. So I don't even know how you count the points, yeah. but yeah. Kai. It's a big number, though. Yeah. It's not good. I think some of the things that I'm looking at, too, is like when you look at Trevor, he's so calm and that's a great demeanor when, you know, things are going awry because he doesn't panic. But I think there's also a little bit of and I'm not going to say it's just Trevor. It's the kind of the team as a whole. There needs to be a fire of you hate losing more than you like winning. And I don't know. Like, that's what the great teams have, right? Yeah. Like, a lot of them like, yeah, winning is great, but it's more like I didn't want to lose than anything. And I don't know if this team is there yet because a lot of it is like they beat the teams, you know, they're probably supposed to be. And then some of the better teams, they just don't put it together. And it's, at, you can see it on Doug Peterson's face. He's one of those people. Cause it's infuriating to him and not everyone else is at that stage yet. And it's hard to get everybody there um, when they don't have that same mindset. It's Pat Mahomes at the end of the bills game. Cost him 75 grand. He's pissed. He hates losing. I'd like to see a little bit of that. 
Yeah, I mean, you can definitely see the wheels turning in Doug Peterson's head. He's pretty good about not putting it out there publicly, that kind of stuff. But I'm sure inside the walls of the Miller Electric Center, uh, he opens up a little bit more in that regard. Now, we heard some of that from Josh Allen on Monday, I thought. I think Josh is one of the people that, especially someone who's lost as much as he has now that he sees what is available and what is possible um but that's hard to do and also when you look at this team I I think a little bit of it too it's a young team and then there is some veteran leadership but not all of those players are from franchises or teams that were super successful right so if you're coming from another place where you don't have super high expectations but you're now here setting the expectation you don't necessarily know what a winning expectation is at the NFL level yeah they all went to great colleges obviously they know what it's like to win and play on a good team but like you don't know what it takes day in necessarily day in and day out unless you play for you know a Baltimore a 49ers a team like that where it's expected every single week and they make it happen with you know, not the like even the Browns, like the defense, the way they they're so physical. They've had four or five quarterbacks, whatever it is at this point, and they still figure out what they do need to do, or they hang their hat on something. Right? I know you were saying when you think about it, like when push comes to shove, what does this team do well? Right. What can you count on? What can you count on on the team? Right? You can't. There's nothing. There's right nothing now? that I can say. No matter what, this will happen in this game. No well, idea. I think overall, though, I do think the defense for the most part this season, and I thought against the Ravens have usually been a thing you can count on. Um, I think they would have been the story of the game on Sunday had the offense showed up at all because they were playing sort of back to where they had played before those last two games. Uh, And I think if they'd had a little bit of a lead, maybe they would be, hey, we create turnovers, we did this. Um, But that's not enough of a – that hasn't been enough of a calling card to depend on it the last three weeks. Well, takeaways. I mean, they lead the league with 25. That's one thing that you can count on with them. And look, the, the point you made, it's a seven-point league. And the offense couldn't help the defense in the first half. You had four scoring drives, or pardon me, four drives in scoring position inside the Ravens' 40-yard line. The defense is playing great. You give them a little bit of support. Right. Now, now you put yourself into a fourth-quarter game, which is where the league is decided in 2023. And the offense just didn't. They didn't come through. There were some things you could hang your hat on. The run defense, the takeaways, the Jaguars' ability to move the football. It's just There just hasn't been enough consistency, and there's the magic word, right? They haven't done anything well enough week to week this year. All right, let's take a break. We're back in a moment. We'll take a look at the playoff race now, which is all of a sudden hot and heavy in the AFC South. And the week ahead, it's Jaguars Reporters. Welcome back to the Jaguars Reporters Podcast. J.P. Shadrick, John Ozier, Brian Sexton, Kai Stevens looking now ahead to this AFC playoff race. And, okay, well, Doug Peterson made the point in the press conference on Monday. I think to your question, Brian, he answered, we're still in first place, I think. And they are. They have the tiebreakers. They're the exact same record as the Texans and Colts. So they control their own destiny to the division title. That's a fact. If they went out... It's fine. If they don't, then there could be issues, and that's where they are. They had a lead in this thing. Now the lead is minimal. It's just tiebreakers. And so the pressure is really on now for this Jags team, Kai. And, you know, they've got the Bucks this week who are tied in their own division in the NFC South for first place, and they're all about it right now and playing pretty good. And then they've got a Carolina team that is wounded, but they won yesterday and beat Atlanta, or uh, won on Sunday and beat Atlanta. And then you go to Tennessee, which in the last decade has been a tough place to play for this franchise. So that's what's ahead. 
How do they handle the heat? We're certainly past that point where you can look at the schedule and be like, this is a win, this is a win. We, <laughs> that right. I, that's out the window at this point. You really do have to just earn it at this point, right? We don't know if Trevor will be able to play um, because he's in the concussion protocol. I would plan on him not. I, I think it, you know, Brian, you've talked about that before. Kind yeah. of plan on not having him and go that way. And if you have him, great. And then you're prepared otherwise um, because – Tampa will be difficult. That's that's a tough game against a team that, you know, their division isn't great, so they're trying to do what they can do and, and get wins where they can get a win. And it, it's the Jaguars need to figure out who they are again too, right? Because, like, yeah, you get wins, but if you're getting wins and you're still playing bad, is that even helpful at a certain point? You're like, yes, of course you want wins, but it's like if you can't figure out what you're doing well and then you're limping, still sort of limping into the playoffs, then that doesn't bode well either. I think maybe it's figure out who they are because you're not – Gonna have Christian Kirk, obviously, and and it sounds like Zay Jones yeah. and a hamstring is a problem. So now it's it's Ridley Ingram and and who? Uh, so you've got a team all of a sudden whose passing identity is is in flux with a running game that's just not there. Okay, so now you're relying on the defense. You see what I mean? You've the, these next three weeks. It's tough to say. Well, yeah, they're going to win the division. Can they? For sure. Doug is right. They're eight and six. They're in a position with some playmakers, but they're going to need everything to go right instead of the first half yesterday, JP, where everything went wrong. You, you can't have any more of those and expect to win as depleted as you are at key positions. I think if they're going to do this, you have three games left. Um, the formula, as I see it, is is attainable for this reason. When they won seven of eight. It felt like their identity was we're going to stop the run, play good defense, create takeaways, and we're going to make big plays at key moments on offense. Well, the defense is still capable of doing that. Uh, I think if they look at it and say, look, we lost to three really good teams that are playing pretty well just now, um, it, it feels to me like that identity is still attainable no matter what happens on offense. Uh, I don't know if what I just said is an ideal way to approach it, but I don't know that they have any choice. I think that's their path. That's probably the team they have to play to, the personality they have to play to, because I don't know that it's realistic right now to think, hey, we're going to go win 37-34. Yeah. You know, so, and the Bucks are capable of playing that, but they're also capable of playing bad. They're sort of a similar team to the Jaguars in the sense that they haven't really beaten very many good teams. They've gotten rich on beating okay teams, getting there, play defense and get some takeaways and see what happens. I was going to say. And get out of your own way. Yeah. That's quit, quit still the on. whole key. That's it. As yeah. it, We're all talking about like it's a disaster. Just don't give it away and see what happens. That was the theme last week. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It sounds like a broken record, but I don't know what other record to play. I think the defense can do – they can do it, right? They can play – better against the run. They can create some takeaways because they're they're healthy and they're going to get healthier. I mean, I think we expect to see Cisco and, um, and Campbell back on the field before the season is over. So you have a chance to get better there. It's just how do you score? That's going to be the key. If C.J. Beathard is the quarterback, how do you score? I'm not saying he can't score. I'm just saying how are you going to get it done? That's a fair question. A lot of questions, Kai, for this team. I don't get the answers right now. No, we're <laughs> looking to you. You're so on. Come on, Kai. Maybe after Christmas, a Christmas miracle. <laughs> need, need something. <laughs> need a Christmas miracle the day before Christmas. Yeah, Christmas Eve. Bring it in. That's the gift you open the night before Christmas. Um, hey, that's coming up this week. The Jaguars and the Buccaneers. Christmas Eve, 405 Raymond James Stadium in Tampa. 
Brian Sexton, John Ozier, Kai Stevens, I'm J.P. Shadrick. Thank you for listening. It's the Jaguars Reporters Podcast.